0: What if I told you to forget all about toxic masculinity? Better yet, what if I told you to forget all about toxic femininity? What if there was a bigger culprit in the toxic family and it went by the name of toxic relationships? everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now first and foremost before we start this episode let's give thanks because if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now that means that the higher power whoever that looks like to you or whatever has given you yet another opportunity to visit the world in this realm or paradigm so That's something to be thankful about. In today's topic, we're going to talk about toxic relationships and my opinion on what may cause or lead to the matter at hand. First and foremost, let me start this episode off by saying I am not licensed in psychology, Psychiatry. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a professional whatsoever. So, if you stumbled upon this episode because you saw the title and you thought this was going to be the magic bullet to maybe help you uh, get out or decipher whether or not you're in a toxic relationship, I can't do that for you. But what I can do is... Spitballs and ideas That just float around in my head And I figured a better space For these ideas to be Rather than just in my head Is out into the world Where people can absorb and digest them And maybe take from it what they need And get rid of what they don't So with that being said That's the disclaimer And when I come back We will delve into the first topic or the first subtopic in this major topic called toxic relationships. So here we go. Subtopic numero uno: toxic energy. Toxic energy could very well be the nucleus of a toxic relationship, but let's not jump the gun because possibly subtopic number two can be the nucleus. But I'll let you decide and be the judge as we when we get to that. But here we go. Number one, toxic energy. Now, what is the energy the energy in a relationship? Well, it could be many things. But it's really just the package that person A and person B individually bring to the table to make a culmination of what the energy of that relationship is going to be. I want you to... Close your eyes for a second. Think about any couple that you know. Any couple. It can be a healthy couple. Or it can be a toxic couple. doesn't have to be toxic though. It can be any couple that you know. Personally. Not TV or movie couple. Any couple that you know personally. Think about them. Just close your eyes. Picture them. Maybe picture the last time you were together. You've seen them interact. And... Think about that snapshot that you see of the two of them interacting. Can you see it? Can you feel it? That's the energy. That's their energy. That's the energy of their relationship. Like I said, it could be toxic or it can be healthy. Whichever one it is, is what it is. But that's the energy. And every relationship has a core energy. Like I just said in that experiment, you can think about probably numerous couples that you know personally, and there's some couples that you probably gravitate toward. You want to be around them, especially if you're in a relationship, and you and your partner are mutual friends or family or acquaintances with this couple. Like this is the couple. This is the couple that you want to be around with your partner because you feel like their energy, if it's magnetic enough will help feed the energy in your relationship, possibly, right? Energy. You see, energy is a funny thing because it can be magnetic or it can be repelling. Now, the picture that we just took a look at when you closed your eyes was the energy of the couple as a dynamic, right? You just saw them together. Okay. Now when this couple goes home, hopefully if they have great energy in public, hopefully that energy is the same when they get home, but we don't know. Only they know, right? But now when they get home Their energy is now individual, right? So partner A brings his or her energy. Partner B brings his or her energy. And hopefully they're compatible. Because if they're not, then it's going to be friction in the household. Now, friction is not a bad thing. Right? Sometimes friction can actually be a good thing. Sometimes friction can cause the spark to get things done when things need to get done. But sometimes that spark can turn into a fire and burn the house down. But what is the definition or I'm sorry, not the definition. What is Peter J Fisher's definition of toxic energy well talking about this on an individual level now I'm not talking about the couple's energy I'm talking about individually see toxic toxic energy to me is an attitude of first and foremost the attitude is probably going to be more of A self-centric attitude. Now, for all the self-lovers out there, I am one of them. So, I don't want you to take offense to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that all self-centric energy is toxic. What I'm saying is, there's a time to be self-centric. There's a time for self-love and self-healing. And then there's a time to... Tend to and nurture your partner's energy as well. But if it always seems like it's always time for you to have self-healing, it's always time for you to have self-nurturing and they have to help you heal and nurture you as well and you're not doing the same in return, to me, that is almost the, the epitome of the attitude in a relationship of a one of one person's attitude in a relationship of being toxic that would be toxic energy in a relationship to me you see you're you're okay with being selfish and you want your partner to be unselfish and give you all of their time and attention and effort as well so you're not just being selfish with your time energy and resources, But you're also being selfish with your partner's time, energy, and resources. That's the epitome of toxic energy in a relationship. Also, a person that can be all doom and gloom. Now, sometimes we all have times of anxiety and depression. And if you have major anxiety and depression, once again, I'm not a doctor of any sort. That's something that you have to dig deep in and, 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 and maybe come to terms with if you may have something like that and find somebody to talk to. But if you have just the uh, doom and gloom bug, where it's just like, I'm not clinically depressed, but, you know, whenever things just don't go my way, then things are just not right in the world. That may not be clinical depression. That may just be selfish. You know, so I'm I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, if you're you're that type of doom and gloom person where it's like, if it's not my way, life sucks. And uh, because I'm hurt, you need to be hurt too. And if you're not hurt, I'm going to make sure you're hurt by doing and saying mean things or just draining your energy so that you can feel what i feel because i didn't get what i wanted to me that's another level of toxic energy now that that concludes subtopic number 1 in this grand scheme of toxic relationships toxic energy stay tuned We'll be right back with probably, I would say, the most important subtopic, which is subtopic number two. And we'll find out what that is in just a second. So, subtopic number two, toxic communication. Now, if you've ever been in any type of serious relationship and you have a older brother, older sister, a mother, a father, an auntie, an uncle, a older cousin, I know you've heard the good word that communication is the key to any healthy relationship, right? So, if communication is the key to any healthy relationship, then how can it be toxic? Right? Well, I'm glad you asked those questions because I'm going to answer them for you. And if you didn't ask them, I'm going to answer them anyway. (laughs) But once again, the disclaimer was given in the beginning. These are just my thoughts. I'm not a professional. But I would like to say that I believe there are many, many different levels to what can be considered, in my opinion, toxic communication. I'm not going to bore you guys because I could probably go on for 45 minutes. Well, now we're just on toxic communication, but this is about toxic relationships. So if communication is the key to a strong, healthy relationship, then toxic communication would have to be the degradation or the, the... Demise of an unhealthy relationship. So, what are some examples of toxic communication? I would say a good example would be no communication or just very poor communication, either on one or or both parties' behalf. That's a very simple. Uh, example of what toxic communication can be. Number two, browbeating is a very, very good example of toxic communication. Gaslighting, a very, very good example of toxic communication stonewalling a very very good example of toxic communication now I could go into the definition of what browbeating gaslighting and stonewalling eggs but I'm gonna give you guys some homework because nothing in life is free and I told you at the beginning if you came here looking for the magic bullet that's not what you're gonna get you're just gonna get some dialogue and some suggestions to get the wheels turning so that you can go and further enhance yourself with the armor of some knowledge just in case you're in a toxic relationship and you want to know, what can I do? So, there's a very, very popular search engine by the name of Google. Now, if you go to google.com right in the middle of the screen is a search bar, right? Individually, I would type in gaslighting, then I would see what they are talking about for that. After I finished getting some information on that, I would type in browbeating, see what they are talking about with that. And then after I finish getting information on that, finally, I would type in stonewalling. Those three terms right there I'm sure some of you guys listening to this right now that saw the title and was like, I can probably relate to that. When you look at those three terms and those, and you get the definition on those terms, some of you guys are going to be like, oh, I know exactly what those things are. Either one of the three, two of the three, or all three I've witnessed at some point. Oh, 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 OK, that's what he's talking about. That is toxic communication. He was right about that. Now, let me tell you what I believe can also be a very core problem in regular day-to-day communication that can turn regular communication into toxic communication. You see, I think a lot of people understand that when it comes to communication, there has to be some talking going on, right? Like right now, I'm communicating to you guys. But because you can't talk back to me, because this is pre-recorded, it's a one-way dialogue. This is not, this is not um, ideal communication for a dialogue. This is a monologue. It's one person talking. Mono, uno, one. Right? Now, I think a lot of people in some of these toxic relationships with the toxic communication believe that communication is a monologue. I'm going to say that one more time. Not the whole thing, but I'm going to say the key part one more time. I think a lot of people in toxic relationships with toxic communication believe that communication is a monologue and not a dialogue. A dialogue means that both people get to talk and both people get to share their feelings, views, and opinions. See, most of the time, I'm not saying all the time, when, you, when you're having a debate or a discussion with your partner, there's going to be some facts in there. You know, you might be talking about a phone bill. Well, obviously, if the phone bill is $200, That's a fact. It's on the paper. You see, it's $200. But a lot of times, these disagreements are not about facts. They're more so about feelings and opinions. And we're all entitled to both. Not just one person, but both are entitled to have feelings and opinions. And one person's feelings in opinions does not outweigh the other person's right you guys you guys still with me so if if communication is supposed to be a dialogue why is it that when person A is speaking about his or her Feelings and opinions. In his mind or her mind. That's the gospel. That's the truth. So then. If person B. Comes back. And what's supposed to be a dialogue. And expresses his or hers. Feelings or opinions. They're wrong. And now they must be shut down. That's not how communication works. You were able to express your thoughts, your feelings, and your opinions, so they should be able to do the same without feeling attacked, without being shut down, and without feeling like they're wrong for having them, right? That's how communication is supposed to work. But most of the time, in a toxic relationship with toxic communication, Either one person or both. Now, this is probably the most combustible. When both people are so gung-ho and believe that their thoughts and beliefs are gospel and the other person is dead wrong, there's never, ever going to be a resolve because they can't compromise. There's no compromise in absolute truth. And if I have absolute truth, you can't have absolute truth if you don't agree with what I'm saying. How can there be a compromise? They can't. How can there be solid communication? They can't. And what is that called, ladies and gentlemen? You already know the answer. Toxic communication. Last but certainly not least, subtopic number three. Should you stay in a relationship that's not serving you? I don't have the answer to that. Surprise, surprise. Not even gonna go over the disclaimer again. It was already you already heard it. Um It's a very tough very tough, loaded question. Um, At first, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, well, do I know, do I know for a fact that this relationship is not serving me? Because, believe it or not, I mean, even some of the what you might think are the worst relationships are probably serving you in some way. Now, how can this be? If for nothing else, hear me. If for no other reason, it can be serving you to show you or teach you what not to accept Ever again. And that in itself. Is a service. But. Should you stay in the relationship. That's not serving you. That was the question. There's, there's so many. Or can be so many variables. In moving parts. Um. What's my financial situation? What's what's their financial situation? Are Are we tied together financially? Like, if I were to leave, would he or she be okay? If he or she were to leave, would I be okay? Right? Because at the end of the day, even if the relationship is over... If you had an unconditional love for this person, not had, because unconditional love doesn't die. If you have an unconditional love for this person, you're just not in love with them anymore because, not because you got bored of them or anything like that, but because the relationship is not serving you. The relationship may not be serving either party. And in that case, the answer is absolutely yes. So I'm sorry, I did, I might have jumped the gun a little bit, but if the relationship is not serving either party, absolutely yes. No matter what. You guys can figure out something financially. You can figure out something. But if it's not serving either person, it's a waste of time. You only have one life on this planet to live, right? If anybody has been paying attention to the last few years on any part of this globe, we all know about the new big C, right? Taking people out like a hitman on a mafia movie. We know about him, right? We can't forget about the old big C still taking people out like a hitman in a mafia movie, Right? And not to mention a whole host of other things that's still taking people out. So life is too short to be. Some of you guys are not going to like this terminology, but I'm going to say it. Life is too short to be stuck or trapped in a situation that is of no benefit to anyone that's involved in it. It's too short. We all deserve, it was our birthright to be happy at some point in this life. You may not be happy every single day. Man, you may not have been happy most of your life, but at some point in your life, you deserve to be happy before you go. Right? So, absolutely, if if... if if the relationship is not serving either party, cut the ties. Now, some people might say, "Well, that sounds good," but what if the relationship's not serving both parties, but there's kids involved? Now, that's a whole another can of worms. I, once again, I can't say absolutely on that. <laughs> once again, I'm not a professional. You're gonna have to go see a professional about that because that's a tough one. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But um, also, like I was alluding to before I got into that rant, you got to think about how this split is going to affect both parties. Now, we're just assuming there's no kids involved. You have to see how or, or think about how it's going to affect both parties. Because if you have any care for each other, you still want to see... The other person do well So maybe You put a contingency plan together Maybe We know this is over And we're gonna work our way Towards financial freedom Individually You know It's it, It probably sounds crazy Because nobody thinks this way It probably sounds crazy Because we're all used to Reading the books That with the happy ending We all used to Seeing the movie With the happy ending And the miraculous turnaround And that can still happen In real life It can But a lot of times people stay in it too late too long I mean people stay in it too long it might have been over for 10 years you know I know some people hate to hear this type of terminology too where people grew apart but or grew separately and that happens you would you would be ignorant and I'm not saying ignorant in the uh Ghetto, ratchet way. I'm saying ignorant in the not knowing, oblivious way. You would be ignorant to think that it's impossible for some people to not grow separately sometimes, right? Sometimes you might have thought you had the same vision at 25, but when you guys hit 35, that fork. And the road just split and split and split to the point where now you guys are on different coast as far as where you're at mentally. It happens. In a situation like that, when the, relationship, when the relationship is not serving you like that, once again, I would say if there's no kids involved, absolutely. Absolutely. You should be out of there. Because... Um, Everybody should have the right to grow and blossom at their own pace. Everybody should have the right to grow and blossom in the direction that they choose to. And if person A wants to go in this direction and person B wants to go in this direction and neither one wants to make a compromise it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to have a solid relationship with non-toxic energy with non-toxic communication because remember I told you in the last segment with the communication where if my views and opinions are gospel and your views and opinions are gospels there's not going to be a middle ground we both think we're talking the gospel there there, there can't be a middle ground so it's just going to be toxic communication and energy in our house all the time now Like I said, the one exception that I can't speak on is if you have kids. You have to figure out. When you you decided to have kids, you brought them in the world when they didn't ask to be here. So you have to figure out what's best for them. It's, It's not really about what's best for you. Now, disclaimer. Sometimes what's best for your kids... Is for y'all to be a part. because if you have if you have such toxic energy and communication that is affecting your kids in a negative way, yes, absolutely. get out of that. Absolutely because you're not helping your kids. you're actually making your kids worse. You're actually modeling behaviors that your kids are going to adopt and adapt and bring into their future relationships. So you're teaching your kids how to be dysfunctional partners by staying in a relationship, thinking that, thinking that you're doing it for the kids and you're helping the kids, but in all actuality, you're setting your kids up for failure in relationships. I can go on and on for hours on this topic and I will probably, at some point, if you guys want me to go any further with any specifics, To touch on, I'm going to leave all my info in the show notes for you to get in touch with me and we can kick it and we can talk and we get to know each other and we can, we can have debates and dialogues and, you know, friendly debates and banter. I'm all about it. I know I don't know everything. I never said I did. I I told you all in the beginning, I wasn't a professional, so I'm cool with learning. I'm always trying to learn something new, but I'm going to cut it off here because if y'all like me, attention span don't always be on 100. <laughs> so, you know, anything over 40 minutes, you be, like, oh, "Okay, time to turn that off." But uh like I said, let's 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 keep this conversation going because I want to know what you guys think cuz like I said, I don't have all the answers. These are just my thoughts and my opinions. This is episode number 1. I'm probably going to be on this schedule as of right now due to my work schedule. So, Tuesdays will more than likely be the release days weekly. And I look forward to seeing you all next week for episode number two. Be blessed.